Thanks for joining us at Faith Bible Chapel. We hope the message you're about to hear encourages your day and brings you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to join us for service, find a small group, or simply find out more about the church, stop by our website at www.faith.church. We are wrapping up this series, The Power of a Thankful Heart, and we base this series out of uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. And let's, I, I want us to look at this this morning, and it says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks. Everybody say, give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I, I want to take some time and look at reasons to have a thankful heart towards God. And, and we've talked a lot about what God has done for us, what God accomplishes for us. And that's great. There's nothing wrong with giving thanks to God for what he's done for us. But today, I want to approach it a little differently. And I want to spend some time really looking not at what God has done, but who God is, the God that we serve. And I want to look at the, the book of Psalms. And as we walk through this, celebrate the goodness of God and, and his his purpose, and his character. So I want to get right into this. So reasons to have a thankful heart towards God. And number one is this. It is his character. And just for us to understand his character, what does this mean? And, and what the, the heart of this message for y'all, I want us to see the beauty and the power and the significance and the character of our God. And in response to that will be a response from our own hearts. But the definition of character is his attributes to make that make up and distinguish an individual. So there are attributes about God that distinguish him from anybody, anyone else, because there is only one God. God's character is a reason to have a thankful heart. Many people think, you know what, and, and there's this feeling of life, and sometimes when life isn't right or life doesn't go the way we want it to, we, we, some of us can have this idea that maybe God is a certain way. And the truth is this, if, if God was mean-spirited, if God was angry or vindictive, you know, many times we have, this, we have this belief that God's waiting for us to fail so that he could punish us. It's like his one goal is he's watching us, he's watching us, he's watching us, he's watching us. You messed up, he hits us on the head and he's like, yes, I've done my service for them today. That's what we think God is like sometimes. And if God was vindictive, our our a malicious creator that's far off or not engaged and doesn't care or indifferent. Or to think that maybe the God is he's detached from our lives or unreliable. Or that he goes back on his word or he's, he's inconsistent or God is hateful, he's vicious or he's evil. Here's the truth. If that were true, if God did not love us, if God did not send his son, if God was, was after us, there would be no reason to give thanks to him. Or if God was weak or limited in power or, or we, we had found a, a, an account that, that God had his nose pushed into the dirt and he somehow found out what defeat was. Or maybe if, he, if God was puny or we couldn't, we couldn't do, he could do nothing about the problems of your life. He could not heal you. He could not, he could not meet you. He, he would not forgive you. He was powerless to help us. There would be no reason to have a thankful heart. But here's the truth, not one thing 
of what I just said about God is true. Not one single word that I just spoke that God could be, it is not true. The fact is the Bible teaches that God is the exact opposite of everything that I have said. His character is impeccable. And I want to take some time for you to look at the attributes of God, that they would minister to us, they would go down deep in us. What I love about our God is that he cares, he knows you, he calls to you today. He wants you to take a step closer to him today. And I believe by as we look at him, you can't do, you can't, you cannot resist but to fall more in love with the God that we serve. As you, as you pull the curtains back on, on who God is and look in the word and, and, and what the word says about him, as you explore him, at the end of it, you're, you again, there is a greater sense of a thankfulness in your own heart that you say, God, I am so pleased that you have chosen me. I'm so grateful that you have loved me. I'm so, I'm so overwhelmed at your grace and your kindness towards me. And so a reason to have a thankful heart towards God. These are very simple points, but they're all from the Psalms. One is character number two, because he is great. Come on, everybody say great. Psalm 145, three says this, great is the Lord and most worthy of all praise. His greatness no one can fathom. We cannot list or write a book. It is impossible for the next 30 minutes for me to tell you of the greatness of God. Even if I used every word there was in the dictionary that would ever explain greatness, it would come up so massively short because his greatness cannot be measured and it cannot be fathomed. Why is this his greatness? What does it matter that he is great? How does that help me have a, have, a, have a heart of praise and thanks? Because if God is big enough, here's the truth. If God is big enough to create the entire universe, to, to speak it into existence, to measure it with the span of his hand, he's big enough to handle whatever it is that you are going through today. He's big enough. He's not distant. He's not aloof. He's big enough to handle whatever it is that you are facing today in your life, in your career, in your relationships, in your family, in your health. And a lot of times we think, you know what, maybe God isn't interested. So many times I've heard people say, you know, well, I, you know, I, I was praying and I, I, you know, I just, I know God has a lot of other things, more important things to do than listen to my prayers. No, that's not true. He is waiting to hear your voice because his greatness can step up to the plate of any request that we have in our lives. Or may, may, maybe, maybe we think, you know, it, maybe God isn't, isn't interested in me. No, listen, God is interested in everything in the universe, and that includes you. God's, God's interested in the hairs on your head. Some of you wish he would pay a little more attention to them. But God is still interested. He knows how many are there. Has them numbered, counted. And he can handle whatever you're going through today. He can handle whatever you will go through in the future. But we need to understand that he is great. There's a, there's a saying that we've heard you know, before. Listen, instead of telling God how big your problem is, for us today, it's for, we need to start leveraging our faith and start telling our problem how big our God is, how great our God is, that, that he, he rules and he reigns. And he's, he's, the, he's the master of all situations and circumstances, and he can resolve whatever it is that we're dealing with in our lives. Amen? So, my friend, whatever it is that you're facing today, Whatever you're going through, God is great, 
And he wants to meet you in the midst of wherever you are. And for that, I am thankful. Another reason to give to have a thankful heart towards God is number three, he is just. He is just. Psalm chapter 7 says this, I will thank the Lord because he is just. I will thank my God because he is just. All that means is this, is that the God that we serve, that we put our hope and our trust in, he is fair. Everybody say fair. Very important. Because in our journey sometimes, but God, that's just not. Well, if God is just, if God is always fair, then that shouldn't be the response of our hearts. He is unbiased. He is unprejudiced. Just means that he always does what is right. He always does what's right. God never, ever, ever does what is wrong. Ever. And we can trust him. We may not fully understand why he does something or what he's doing. We may not fully understand the, the, the end game, but he does. And we can thank God for that because he's always just. I thank God that he always does what's right. He is always just. He's not manipulative. He doesn't play games. He doesn't mess with me. He doesn't use me as a puppet. He is just, and I'm so thankful for that. Amen? Another reason to have a thankful heart in our lives is number four is this, because of his unfailing love towards you. Another reason to have a thankful heart towards God because of his unfailing love to you. Psalm 107, 8 says this, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for all mankind, or for mankind. Please hear me today, and I really want you to hear me. I really want this. If there's one thing you take away, this would be probably what I'd like for you to take away today. No one, no one will ever love you the way that God loves you. No one. No man will ever love you the way that God loves you. No woman will ever love you the way that God loves you. The only reason love even exists on this planet and on this earth because God is love. You wouldn't even, we wouldn't even know what love is unless God first loved us. He's the originator of love. You wouldn't be able to give love. You wouldn't be able to receive love. The only reason that you can give and receive love is because you were created in the image of God and he is love. That's the only reason why we have love today in our lives. So we can thank God, yes, that he's great. We can thank God that he's holy. And we can thank God because of his unfailing, never-ending love. Nobody is ever going to love you like God loves you. Chris Tomlin wrote a song. It's a great song. It goes, nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus. I stand in all of your amazing ways. I worship you as long as I am breathing. God, you are faithful and true. Nobody loves me like you. How many are thankful for God's love today? Amen. So good. 
<clears throat> Another reason to have a thankful heart towards God is number five, because he is holy. Everybody say holy. holy. He is holy. Psalm 97, 12 says this, rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous and praise his holy name. Listen, this isn't just some name we worship. It isn't some name we think. It isn't some name we give praise to. We give praise and thanks to a holy God. This means he's perfect. This means he is pure. This means he is faultless. And there's no one like him. There's no comparison. You can't ever say, or even if you try, you know what? God's a lot like nobody. He's like, he's like, he's like nobody. Because he is holy. He's set apart. There is no one like him. And because he's holy, perfect, and faultless. Here's the truth. In our fallen nature, we cannot be in the presence of God because he's holy. Because a holy God in the presence of sin, we would be killed instantly. But this is the beauty about this holy God. This holy, perfect, faultless, pure God who's so perfect sent his holy son, Jesus, so that, that his son would become all that we are, take upon all of our sin, all of our filth, all of our guilt. He would nail it to a cross. We would be adopted into his family, that Jesus would become all that we are so that we could become all that he is, and then we could stand in the presence of a holy God. That's what a holy God does for his people. Amen? And that's why we can give thanks to him. I'm so thankful that my God is holy. He's not like anyone we know. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that God is not like any one of you. And I'm so glad. You better be glad that God is not like me because we'd be in a world of trouble. But he's holy and there's no one like him. Another reason to have a thankful heart towards God is number six because he is good he is good. He's good. Yeah, but Jason, what about, no, he's good. But I don't understand. No, he's good. It is his character. He cannot wane on being good or not. That's why Psalms write, and the Psalm says this in 107, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Everything in your life, everything that is good comes from a good God. Everything. If God was not a, a good God, there would be no good in the world. Zero. The world would be totally, absolute void and absent of all good things. No turkey, no sweet potato casserole. Listen, I, I, listen, I have a problem with food, so you're just going to have to just love me through this, okay? There would be nothing good in this world. No good tastes, no good times. Nothing good. No good church services. Everything that is good in life, the Bible says everything comes from the Father of goodness because we have a creator who is good and he gives to us good things. Amen. That's what you need to understand. He is a good God. And, and he, is, he is a creator that created goodness. But here's the great thing about knowing that he's good. It means I don't have to worry that somehow God is not good in my circumstances, which all of us doubt at times. 
I can trust him in every circumstance, even when things look bad, even when things look like they're a dead end, even when things look like they're going, they're, they're going belly up, even when I don't understand, I trust because the character of my God is good, he is good, and in my suffering and in my loss, in my victory, in my mountain, in my valley, the reality is this, that God works all things together for good for those who love him. He is good. I don't ever have to think you know what, I wonder if God has changed his mind. I wonder if he's changed his character. I wonder if somehow, he, you know, he's, he's not good anymore. I wonder if somehow he, he, he's not going to be good to me, but maybe good to them. And maybe, no, listen, our God is good. He, is, he maintains goodness regardless of our circumstances. He is good. And I thank God that he is good. I thank God that he's great. He's just. He's holy. His love is unfailing. We serve a good God. Amen. And we should give thanks to him. Number seven, the response, or for us to have a thankful heart towards God, number seven, because he never changes. It's important that we understand he never changes. He never changes. Everybody say never. He never changes. Somehow in our hearts at times it feels like things kind of, kind of, Settle in. We think, well, maybe God has changed. No, God has not changed. God has not changed. Psalm 102 says this. In the beginning, speaking of God, you laid the foundations of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. That's great. But here's the truth. They will perish. But you remain. They will all wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them. And they will be discarded. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. God remains the same. Listen, it's rare to have someone in your life that never changes. And you cannot come up with a name of anyone ever that has not changed over the course of their life. Everyone changes. Anyone here ever had a mood swing? Anyone here been hangry? You're like, man, what's the matter with you? Eat something. Man, you're weird. Stop it. Here, eat a Snickers. Your emotions change, right? Your mind changes just like our bodies change. Newsflash, your body's changing. Embrace it. It's changing. We can't stop it because we're human. But God never changes. He never changes. The earth changes, life changes, culture changes, fashion changes, seasons change. But our God, the character of him, never changes. That's why he's reliable. Some of you grew up in homes, probably where your parents were inconsistent. Sometimes they were kind, and you thought, this is great. And then all of a sudden, something would happen, and then they weren't. You think, what happened? Sometimes they were merciful. You thought, thank God for mercy, and then they weren't. Sometimes your parents were loving, and then they were not loving. Sometimes they were gracious, and then sometimes they were not. And you lived in this world of inconsistency, of character. And it's not to say your parents are, are terrible. It's to say that all of us live with human parents, and I'm one of them. And inconsistency in parenting creates insecurity in children. 
Inconsistent parents create insecure kids. If your kids don't know what you're going to get, they're always going to be insecure. But the Bible says that, that, that about God, he is a God that is consistent. God is always kind. He's always merciful. He's always just. That means no matter, no matter how badly I blew it this week or this month or this year or my entire life, no, no, no matter how badly I've messed up, God is always full of mercy. He's always full of kindness. He's always full of forgiveness. That as we look back on the road of lives, as we sang this morning, that is the goodness and the mercy of God has followed me all the days of my life. It never stopped off. It never took a break. It never, it never went on a hike. It never stopped for a, a, a blizzard. It just kept following me all the days of my life. Amen. It might have stopped off for a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but that's, that's another discussion. How do I show thanks to a God whose character is loving, who is holy, who is just, who is good, who is kind, who is gracious, who is great? How do you do it? Because once we see it, once we understand it, once it lands in our hearts and we come alive and our, and our eyes are opened up and, the, and maybe the scales fall from your eyes of the lies that you believed about God, what can we do to give him thanks? And I'll tell you, there are many things that we can do to give God thanks. I just want to give us three of them this morning from the scriptures. So a response of a thankful heart towards God is number one, a thankful heart gives thanks to God through prayer. Gives thanks, begins to speak to God, talk to God. The scripture that we read earlier actually says to pray continually. This is God's will in Christ Jesus. This is simply saying, and please hear me today, God just wants to hear your voice. That's it. He wants to hear your voice. He desires to hear you. The God of the universe wants to hear your voice voice. He wants to know you more. He, listen to this, he wants to grow in his relationship with you. And that is done through communication, through talking. And you talk to him just like you, you would talk to people around you, just like you, you would have a conversation and just talk to him. Open your mouth. Tell him that you're thankful. Tell him that you appreciate him. Tell him that you love him. Tell him that you're so grateful for, for him. Some people think, listen, in order for me to pray real effective prayers, I, I, need, to, I need to be a, 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 some spiritual expert and communicate to God. And No, no, you just need to talk to him. Grow in that relationship. Just tell him thank you. Prayer is just simply talking to God. It's a conversation. When you talk to God, you, you don't have to talk to him like you. You don't have to change the tone of your voice when you pray. That's weird. Don't do that. Just talk to him. God, I just love you. I thank you today. Thanks for being you and thanks for, for loving me. And Lord, I, I want to get to know you more. And God says, I want to grow in this relationship. You don't, have to, you, don't have to be, you don't have to speak King James and use weird words. Just talk to him. Normal. God, thank you for this, and thank you for, thank you for hearing me. What if you were to take some time and you just began to thank God, just to thank him for who he is? Not for what he's done, 
but for who he is. Thank you, Lord, for your character. When's the last time you just, you said, Lord, thanks for being you. And I love you. I'd like for us to take just a minute right now, actually. Pull your notes out. If you have your notes there. I want you to look at all the, all the characteristics of God. He's just, holy, loving, great. Just right where you are. I'm just going to ask you, just, just take a moment. Just bow your heads just for a moment. And begin to have a conversation with God. Pretend that he's sitting right in front of you. And his ears are attentive to you. Right now, begin to tell him, Lord, I thank you that you're just. Thank you, Lord, that you're fair. Come on, just, just tell him right there. God, thank you that your, your love is unfailing. Lord, I know there's so many times I don't realize that, but God, your love is unfailing. Lord, thank you for your greatness. You are so great, and I'm grateful for who you are, that you are. You're my source in life. You're my strength. You don't change. Your kindness and your mercy is always there. God, thank you that I don't have to guess what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with in the morning that somehow you've changed, that you woke up on the wrong side. God, thank you that you're consistent. Thank you, Lord, for your care for me. Thank you that you are a holy God. Thank you that you are perfect. Lord, we thank you today for who you are. In Jesus' name, we all say amen. Another response to understanding who God is, how do you, what's an act of a thankful heart? Well, a thankful heart, number two, it shares Jesus with other people. Shares Jesus with other people. I was actually going to write, as I was writing this out, I was, I was writing, a thankful heart tells others about Jesus, but I stopped. I thought, you know what? Telling is a lot less relational than sharing, isn't it? And sharing is about recognizing that you're sharing something that didn't originate with you. You're just a beggar telling another beggar where to get bread. And that bread that you have and that has met you in your life, listen, it isn't your bread. You didn't pay for it. You did nothing to deserve it. Someone else shared it with you, actually, in the first place. You didn't, you didn't receive the bread based off of, based off of your, your, your good works or who you were related to. You didn't make the bread. You didn't get the flour. You didn't stir the pot. You didn't start the oven. You didn't even kiss the baker. The reality is this, that you are an enemy of God. And someone shared the good news of Jesus Christ and shared with you the bread of life, which is Jesus Christ. You tasted it, and it completely changed you because someone else shared it with you. A thankful heart shares that bread with someone else. Share on life's life verse that we, we truly Everything about our lives is, is wrapped up in this verse, Psalm 96.3. 
This is about sharing and declaring. Declare his glory among the nations and his marvelous deeds among all people. Share the good news that you have with people around you. One of the ways you can show your thankfulness to God is to tell someone else about what God has done in your life. To share with someone else that Jesus saved you. Come on, listen. I want to show you where to get bread. I want to show you something that changed my life. The good news of Jesus Christ is is not ashamed of the gospel. Us as a thankful heart is not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it's the power of God for our salvation. We're not ashamed to share the bread. We're not ashamed to tell someone else about Jesus Christ. And we're moving into a Christmas season. And I just want to challenge you. When is the last time that you shared the bread of Jesus with somebody else? When's the last time? When's the last time that you said, hey, I'd like to invite you to church. Because Jesus has changed my life. I'd love for you to come along with me. We're moving into Christmas season. And people around you right now, they are more open coming to church and hearing the gospel than almost any other time of the year. Right now. So here's the question. Who are you planning on bringing as we step into Christmas? Who are you planning on reaching out to and sharing your story with them? Bring somebody next month. Don't come to church alone. Bring someone to Christmas Eve. Bring them during this Christmas series. It's going to be so powerful, so full of life. Don't come to church by yourself. Share the bread of Jesus with someone else. Take the step. A thankful heart says, listen, this is what I received. i gotta, I got to tell you where to get it. i got to show you where. I'm so thankful for this bread that I found that I want to give it to you because the bread in itself was not just for me, just not for you. It's for everybody in the world. And once the bread lands in our heart, we are now responsible to take the bread and give to other people. God has called us to be sharers of the bread of life, his son, Jesus Christ. And that's the truth. A thankful heart shares what they're thankful for. And let me encourage you. This is a powerful way of showing your thankful heart to God. Saying, I'm so thankful. My life has been changed. That I'm going to carry out your number one message. You know what God's number one message is? You know what it is? For God so loved the world that he sent his son, Jesus. That's his number one message. You know, there's a lot of other messages, and some of them, you know, they're, they're great, and, you know, we, we can't always focus on all of them, but we can, we can definitely focus on this one. The message of God, the mission of God is to save the world through his son, Jesus, who is called in Scripture the bread of life. Share the bread of life. Amen. The third response of a thankful heart. Listen, if you have a thankful heart, this is a response. A thankful heart, number three, gives an offering back to God. Gives an offering back to God. Listen, if you've never done this, let me encourage you. It it is a significant, powerful thing that can happen in your life. 
I, and I'm not exaggerating, the, the, the major breakthroughs in, in, in my family's life and with me as I'm, I've just been walking with God has come after I have given a thanksgiving offering to, the God, to God. By faith, I have, I have given to God a financial offering. It's a powerful way of expressing thanks back to God. I give thanks by giving. That's why it's called thanksgiving. It's an action. It, it leverages our faith. Psalm 116 says this. This is David right? Oh, Lord, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant. Born into your house. Here, I mean, this is just, I'm born into, you've been adopted into, into the family of God. You have freed me from my chains. Hallelujah. Anybody grateful for that? Freed you from your chains. And because of that, I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving. An offering. If you want a way of expressing your thanks to God, all that he's done for you, give him an offering. Listen, the pilgrims were not the first to come up with this whole thanksgiving. They ripped it off. From Deuteronomy 16, God commanded that we do this. Celebrate the harvest festival to honor the Lord your God by bringing him, bringing God a free will offering in proportion, listen to this, in proportion to the blessing he has given you. In proportion to the blessing he has given you. This is, this is powerful. So here's the question, how has God blessed you this year? If he's blessed you a lot, I would encourage you. I just, I want you to hear from the word of God today. When's the last time you gave him a thanks offering? By faith. A thanks offering is above of your normal tithe. It's something that is above that. It's, it's something that, that, that begins to, by faith, you, you give it with a cheerful giving heart. And all of a sudden, it, things, I'm telling you, when we gave it, things begin to break off of our lives. Our faith was strengthened. Breakthrough happened in our life. This is not about what you can get. This is not some scheme to get. I, I'm just telling you how it's worked in my life. I'm telling you also what scripture is. This is like the proportion to the blessing that God has given you. That we give an offering. So how has God blessed you this year? If he's blessed you a lot, then I would say according to scripture, you should make a thanksgiving offering of a lot. If he, if he didn't bless you at all, don't give anything. No one will be able to say, well, God didn't bless me at all, actually. If he blessed you a little, then give a little. You give in proportion to the way that God's blessed you in your life this last year. I've never taught on this. I, I've never asked us to do that or encouraged us to do this. I just really felt prompted of, of the Lord. I know this may sound strange. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's, a power, it's powerful to express your thanks to God in a way, because this is, let me tell you why, because it's an expression that you feel. You use your hands, you, 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 you write a check or you give the money or you, you go to the website and you give a thank. God, in the name of Jesus, I'm giving this thanksgiving offering. It's powerful. And you, and you use your mind and you use your heart and you leverage your faith, and it's powerful. 
And the Bible says that as you give an offering to the Lord, as you give an offering to the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, just read this. You will be enriched in every way. Say every way. So that you can be generous on every occasion. So in the, okay, yeah, well, I can give. And I, I know people give through all types of avenues. But there is a, there is a, um, there is a purpose of giving through the church God's called you to be a part of. One, it, it's not just giving, scattering things around. No, no, you give to the Lord in the body that he's called you to be a part of. Because this goes on to say this. This isn't my ideas. This is just what I've learned from scripture. That you can, you, you can be generous on every occasion. And through us... Your, gener- your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So this is a thanksgiving. This service, what? The thanksgiving offering that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people. That's us. That's the kingdom of God that, that God's called you to be part of, the local church. But also to overflowing in the many expressions of what? Thanks. Everybody say thanks. Thanks to God. It's a powerful act of faith to give. In other words, this is a cycle that the Bible clarifies. God gives to those who give to Him. There's a couple in the church that gave me a little plaque, and I have it in my, in, in my, in my office. <laughs> it says this. No one has ever gone poor by giving too much. It's this, again, this isn't about some scheme. This isn't any, nothing. This is about the motive of our heart to be grateful and thankful to God for what he's given us. Our offering of thanksgiving should be truly for the purpose to give thanks. The motive should be pure to to tell God we are thankful for you. And in turn, recording the scripture, God fulfills his word and gives us more. We hold what we have in our hands lightly and we say, God, I'm thankful for, for whatever you put in my hands. And don't peek at your neighbor's hands. Just look at your hands. God, I'm thankful for what you put here. And let, let me challenge you. Whatever God has put in your hands, that's what you're responsible to be thankful for. That that's it. God loves open handed people that say, Lord, whatever you give me, I will give. Whatever you sow to me, I will sow to the people around me. I'm so thankful that we serve an incredible God whose character is, he is legit. It is impeccable. His promises are true. And in the season of thanksgiving, what would be a thanksgiving offering that you could give? What would be A gift that you could say, Lord, out of response to your goodness. This whole idea of offering, this whole idea of celebrating the the harvest festival is about giving in proportion to what God has given to you as a thank offering. God God didn't put that in his word because he wants to punish you or he demands something from you. No, 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 no. He does that because it's a key that unlocks the further harvest, the further blessing in your life. And God, you know what pleases God? People who live by faith. Do you know what living by faith means? As you give out of a thankful heart unto God. It's powerful. And I would love for the Lord to speak to us today in a way that we could give unto God this thanksgiving. In a way 
that is all about him. Lord, what is it that you would have me to give? Begin to think about this year. Begin to think about God's goodness. Think, Lord, what Thanksgiving offering would you like me to give for you? We hope you enjoyed the message. If you'd like to watch a service live online, you can join us every Sunday at 9 and 1045 a.m. at live.faith.church. For everything else, check our website at www.faith.church.